Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Well, hey, good morning, good afternoon, slash good evening. Boker Tov, Malone, Boker Tov. Do you know what Boker Tov means? I do not. It means good morning in the Hebrew. Look, guys, I got brethren, brethren, Morris back with us today. This is Coffee with Vern, and Brother Malone is here. How you doing, Malone? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to be back on Coffee with Vern. Yeah, Malone's had a busy couple of weeks, and uh, this is another busy week. Uh, as we were just talking about, we've got Sunday school starting back this week. Uh, students, we've got a lot of activities going on. Malone's teaching again this coming Sunday. So exciting stuff, busy stuff. Don't let that burn you. It's good. How hot is it? Is it as hot as the devil's pitchfork? I guess. <laughs> I can taste the fruit. Can you really? Can you taste the fruit? Yeah. What What fruit are you tasting? It just tastes fruity. I, I can't. Praise God. <laughs> What's the, it supposed to be? It's got like lemon in it and something else. It's got citrus and lemon. Yeah, I can taste it. Sweet. Well, you know what? Since you're going ahead and taking a sip, I might as well. Let's see. Yeah, it's there. I def I definitely take it. I'm not gonna do the whole mouth thing that I usually do because Jesse doesn't like it. I don't. Please don't do that again. And Josh uh Josh Heath commented about it. And he's like, that brings me back to camp and disturbs me a little bit because I did it at camp the whole time. So but good stuff. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. Um, today's going to be a laid back episode. We gave Jesse a microphone because I still want to hear his angelic voice without y'all knowing he's there. Dude, that was phenomenal. That's exceptional. And then Malone's here and he wants to show his beauty with me. So we are here. Jesse has an escape shirt. So this episode is brought to you by escape outdoors. Shout out to Ryan Heeman. Love you, bro. Uh, but you can't see that, but guess what, Jesse? Do you realize that next week is your week? Uh, yeah, I had that realization this morning and I freaked out a little bit. He pan <laughs> <laughs> I may have panicked. I may bring a roll of toilet paper for you next week. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Mm. You're, you're, don't worry. It's going to be a good time. Jesse's going to be right here in the hot seat next week. Yeah. And then the week after, okay, do you know who's coming up the week after? Who? I think we're going to get Josh Heath in here. Ooh. So it's good stuff. Uh, next week we're going to do, we'll do a combo. We're going to do a, it's going to be us three, but next week we'll talk about Malone's message. His, I, I, that, is next week your final time teaching? Maybe. It could possibly be. Uh, yeah. Depending how yeah, Pastor Larry's feeling. Might be ready to be back after that. Yeah. Give us a report on him. How's he doing? He's doing good. He's uh, Praise making God. progress every day and, I know he's looking forward to being back, but uh, I think we're going to look at it next week and we'll play it from there. That's awesome. So could be your final one of this series, could be, depending on Pastor Larry's progress. But we're going to talk about Malone's sermon next week, and then we're also going to talk about a fun topic with Jesse. So next week might be a little bit of a thicker, longer episode. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be good stuff. And then the week after that is question week. So it's good stuff. So... Let's dive on in. Let me give you a few quick things that you need to know. Um, if you have questions for when we do a question episode, send those to coffeewoodvern at gmail.com. That is coffeewoodvern at gmail.com. Send them to us. Um, I got to tell you all about, Jesse already knows, but I got to tell you about my little experience. So, Mullen, have you ever listened to Wretched Radio, Todd Friel? 
I haven't. Oh, dude, that's painful. Well, Todd, Fre- you know who Todd Friel is? I do not. Oh, man, dude, I got to send you his stuff. <laughs> Me and brother David Nowling, shout out. Brother Mephibosheth, shout out to you. We listen to him all the time. He, uh, big dude, as far as like in the Christian world, um, he does a lot of evangelism stuff, goes to campuses. I got a video. He's been to Clemson. He's been to UGA. Yeah. I haven't been. He's been around for a while. Yeah. But he's got a pot. His like full time job is podcasting and evangelizing. And he goes around and preaches sometimes, but ministry in a different kind of way than what we do. And it's really cool as far as like his platform, one of his main platforms is Wretched Radio. But I, you know, I had the audacity last week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to email Todd and see if we can get Todd on Coffee with Vern. I, I, why not? Right. And so I heard back from one of his, I think it was one of his assistants, gave me a, a, such a nice answer. They said, unfortunately, right now he cannot. And that's okay. But they were so nice. And they said they were going to check out Coffee with Vern. So shout out to Wretched Radio if you are checking this out. I love you, Todd Friel. And I want to meet you. And you only live three hours away. So I hope that day comes soon. Um, well, Malone, let's dive in. Let's have some fun. So let's open this conversation. Uh, Jesse's going to add input. We're just going to have a casual conversation about a psalm. Uh, I think once a month, we might just take a passage of scripture and do like a casual conversation, something to encourage the people. So kids started school yesterday and today. Um, now, neither of y'all have kids that are going to like physical school, do y'all? Yeah. Yeah. You do? do? Okay. So, wow. Okay. I'm the only one in the room youngin over here so your kids have gone back to school what do you, as a parent no, not yet oh ellie goes in like two weeks oh okay well that's what i meant like did they go back today no okay and yeah. one of ours started okay and the other one <laughs> will be very soon so i'll direct this question to you like how do you feel as a parent sending your student with everything that's going on do you feel okay i feel okay i know that everybody's it's just like church yeah i, I trust they're doing everything they can um uh, to, to accommodate the kids. Um, I, I think about, man, if they, if we didn't have school, like, Oh my gosh, could you imagine going that long without it? It, it would, be, I couldn't have done it. So I feel pretty good where, where our kids are at. Good. The teachers are, are they're just like us at, at church going above and beyond. To, good. Yeah. To keep everybody safe. My sister, you know, kindergarten teacher. And she said yesterday was hectic. Cause you, she said she had kids throwing their mask at each other and it's just been crazy. Kindergartners for this thing. That's crazy. I mean, to think about, I mean, I, my dad said he had to wear one in the, wherever he was yesterday for quite like four or five hours. And, you know, we wear them around the offices and then, and, and all, but, um, just for, I was thinking how long school, it, when I went to high school, got there at seven thirty-five, And if I had to wear that thing till two forty-five just to take off to eat, I'd be, that'd be tough. But so I was thinking about the young kids, like what kind of impact that's got on them. I mean, the masks do look like slingshots. <laughs> Personally, now I'm going to try it. I am. I'm going to try it with one. That, like, that's awesome. Hygiene is so better even like compared to when I was a kid. Like they Correct. cough on their arm. Yeah. Uh, they wash their hands. I don't I don't remember doing that stuff. No. As a kid. <laughs> um, um, I was the kid that sometimes just, so, you know, didn't. So... I do now. We've come a long way. That's why we social distance from you, James. Oh, my goodness. That's painful. I wash my hands a lot now. My hands are dry as a corn cob because I wash them so much. And hand sanitizer. We didn't have hand sanitizer. That was big when I was a kid. When I was in elementary school. I had that teacher that stood at the door. Here, squirt, squirt, squirt. Well, I mean, we you were a out. kid like five years ago, so. 
Yeah, too bad you don't have a sound to make me feel as I feel right now. Too bad. Stinks, doesn't it? Which yep. one do you want? I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was praying you wouldn't pick that one. <laughs> Five years ago, I was 18. Thank you very much. Do you regret giving me a microphone? No, not oh. at all. Not at all, because I love you, Jesse, more. <laughs> but okay, so with that, I was talking to a student this morning. And he's like, man, it's just weird. And I'm nervous. It's just... It, it I, it's some kind of anxiety to it, especially some of my older kids. So it's just so weird. I'm not seeing any of my friends cause it's split up. Um, and just the environment, he said, you know, I felt like I was going into a prison because they're standing outside checking all this stuff before you go in. And I, I just tried to encourage him and I texted him and said, well, man, I'm praying for you. I love you. And remember be Jesus in there mm-hmm. the best you can. And so why I wanted to kind of do what we're going to talk about today with Psalm 4 is it's an encouraging message. Mm. And so let this be an encouragement. Parents, if you're watching and you've been nervous about sending your students or you've had a little bit of nerve or anxiety, um, maybe this will encourage you. But I think for all of us leading into this, this Psalm, um, I'm reading through the Psalms again, like each day. Uh, I do that often. Uh, but this Psalm is one that when I read it in college, the first round through, I remember, I, I significantly remember reading it and going, okay, that's good. Um, so we're just going to dive right on it. It's eight verses, simple. I'm going to read the text and then let's just jump in and talk a little bit about it. Y'all add in where you want. We're just going to have a coffee conversation, uh, with it. I've got a few things I'll highlight, but let's read the word, read the text, um, and enjoy. So Psalm 4, answer me when I call, is what the ESV has titled this. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So automatically, to me, I'm encouraged when I read this because verse one, answer me when I call. Oh God of my righteousness. Now I'll add a little something before we kind of toss it around. Um, you've been using this thing for your study, hadn't you? Holy moly. Look at this thing. You got to describe it for people who don't watch the video. You want me to describe the book? Okay. For y'all that are listening, let me describe this book. Um, maybe about five pounds, maybe. Well, well, I didn't mean (laughs) It's physicality. What book it oh, is. I'm sorry. I was about to talk about the description of it. Um, it's the Geneva series commentary Psalms, w, uh, William S. Plummer. Uh, great book. And it is about five pounds. And it's the biggest commentary I've ever owned in my life. Uh, but one of my favorite series, Geneva series. Uh, but Malone's been using it for his studies for Psalm 119. And I picked it up to kind of dive in this morning. Uh, but Psalm 4 uh, William S. Plummer kind of adds this to kind of talk about God of my righteousness. And this was kind of cool. It gave me more of a understanding. He says this, but the phrase God of my righteousness means more. 
it teaches that God is the author and source of my righteousness, both justifying and purifying. So what is it doing? It's putting the description on God and the the display vertically to him and him alone, that he is the author. Kind of makes me think of uh, he is the author and perfecter of my faith uh, to, new, to just cross-reference the New Testament. Um, but that has been encouraging me to me this morning just to read and go, Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Now, what is the beautiful part for us as believers? We know that God does hear our prayers. Um, And R.C. Sproul adds in, in his footnote of this, that as a believer today, this is a fresh reminder that God does hear our prayers. As believers, he hears our pleas, our cries, our laments, and he does answer to us. Um, But you have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. I think this is a time of distress for a lot of people. A lot of people have been kind of wandering. There's been all we've been talking about. You've been talking about that on your Sunday morning lessons, even. Um, but just to encouraging to know, be gracious to me, hear my prayer. The Lord does hear our prayers, and He is gracious to us every single day, um, and He has given us relief. But anything y'all want to add before we start moving through it? I'm having to turn off my teacher brain because I just kind of walk through the text. If not, so stop me whenever. He he points out the fact that you you have given me relief mm. when I was in distress. So yeah, past he, tense. he remembers. Listen, you, you've been with me in the past, mm-hmm. so I can take assurance in that that you'll be with me now. Yeah, you'll be with me in the future. Um, one thing, not to get away from the Psalms, but I, I was in the Book of Jonah mm. uh, this morning, and it's really it's so interesting how you get something different every single time you read the read the book, even though it's all there. But I remember listening, uh, reading this morning in Jonah chapter 3. That's when he's been vomited from the fish. Mm-hmm. He goes to Nineveh, and everybody in Nineveh totally, trying to think of a better word here. No, that's good. <laughs> they go crazy. But they, they, they repent, and it goes from the least to the great in the uh, one of the things I, I highlighted in my Bible this morning, and it really just stuck out to me, is that the king, he calls the proclamation for national repentance. But he says, and let every man call out to God mightily. Hmm. Call out to God mightily. And I thought about that, and I said, wow, have I been praying mightily well, for, yeah. for our land? Yeah. Well, it's one thing to pray, but have I been praying mightily right and a pagan king was telling his people to, to do pray that, mightily yeah to to protect their land uh, from god's wrath wow and we're living in in that even though it, it's not it could be a whole lot worse yeah absolutely but it's frustrating i know when we talked about that as a staff it's just how some of these weeks have been so discouraging yeah, uh, to, to see the things we have to do um, with all the preventive measures, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh man, we can't do that. We can't do this. We can't do that. And you just you kind of just put your head down. You're like, man. And uh, so pray mightily. mightily. I think that's good. What you added um, on the front part of what you're saying, you have given me past tense, referring to he knows that the Lord has given him relief in the past, and. I think for us today, as we're taking away and walking away with this, is for us that know the Lord has given us relief in the past, there's something to cling to. Um, I, I'm reminded, the, so I sent out a text, or was it, I, th- I think it was a text? 
No, no, it's my email. That was I sent out an email this. I'm sorry, it's been a long morning. <laughs> it's been a long one. I sent out an email this morning, and I added in the parent email I sent out that be reminded that God has not walked out on His people, that He has not left His throne. Jesus is still on the throne. He's still in control. And so he has not walked away from his people in this time. And so we know for in the future, he's going to be still there. Um, same here. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Looking on, oh men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? There's a lot of different interpretations of what this, uh, when the Psalm was written. One interpretation that was written when you were talking about Sunday, Absalom chasing after him. That's one view. Uh, there's a couple of different views. We're not going to get into that. But then he goes on, how long will you love, or excuse me, how long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Um, now, set apart. You know where that, there's a there's a word that people define as set apart. Do you know what word I'm thinking of? Holiness. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, attaboy. Uh, the we always, I, I, I'll never forget when I had a professor tell us um, the best way to define holiness in college. He's like, it's set apart. Uh, it's, it is to be set apart fully. God is set apart from us because he is holy and we are not. But we long for that day when we can be united with him. Um, but I love this this part of the, the text. But, the, but know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. That in uh, for us today in Christ, we are a set apart people. Um, we are righteous in God's eyes because when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. And then going on, the Lord hears when I call to him. And just adding in again that uh, he knows that the Lord hears when he calls. We can know that the Lord hears us when we call out to him. Um, and then he goes on into this next frame of be angry and do not sin. That's a That's a good word for a lot today. You know, I, I thought maybe that's the Lord convicting me. I'll, I'll add my two cents. Anybody need to add anything real quick? Cause if not, he, the Lord may be going after me with this one. It's, Go for it. Jesse's smirking at me. He knows, he knows where I'm going with this. Be angry and do not sin. So one of my biggest frustrations, one of mom, dad, sis, if you're watching, I love every single one of you. Just forgive me now. One of my biggest frustrations is when my quiet time gets disturbed in the morning. You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe you're just, I get like boiling angry. Do you just blow it over? I mean, I don't get that mad. Okay, I, I get, get pretty mad. A little frustrated. Jesse like, knows. But I just have to I have to have a reality check. I live in a house with little kids. Uh, so that's a part of my life now. Be angry and do not sin. This is a great text, I think, for today because there's a lot of people angry right now. Would you agree? <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that are sad. I think there's a lot of sorrow. And I think there's a lot of anger when we look around us. Um, even in the past months and weeks, um, at least when I look around the world, I see a lot of anger, at least in America, towards things. Anger towards uh, the virus, anger towards uh, the the racial injustice that's taking place, or anger towards this or that. There's people angry at the church. Uh, there's people angry at the church leaders, right? There's a lot of anger. And maybe there's some people that are angry at God, right? Um, but Psalmist tells us, be angry and do not sin. Um, and, and so how do we go about that? What, does anybody have anything that they do when they are frustrated, that helps them in their walk, that they want to add 
So anything that you two, like when you think of, or if your daughter makes your daughters make you mad or something makes you mad or your family or work or anything makes you mad, how do you go and get peace with the Lord and, and keep from sinning? Uh, I really just think about the blessings that's been given to me. So if I get angry at something, um, I think about the flip side. What's God given me that, that brings me so much joy that it just kind of wipes the anger away. That's good. Mm-hmm. What's the proverb say? It's kind of like a, a dripping uh, water source. If you don't, yeah. you don't a leaky plug, faucet. Yeah, I guess you could put that in mind, but if you don't, you don't fix it it's it's going to be bad so uh if you don't correct yourself anger will just turn into something worse it'll turn into bitterness yeah. it, i mean it can turn into murder it takes a root that's what jesus taught um on the sermon on the mount uh, one of the things i do cuz i i mean we all get frustrated but just taking that time to get away mm-hmm. by yourself daily Examine yourself. We always talk about that during the Lord's Supper, but you should really do it daily. Yeah. Lord, is there any sin in my life? Have I messed up anywhere? Um, was that comment I just said earlier on the phone? Yeah. Uh, was that the right thing? In or on Facebook. Or Facebook. 100% of the time, yeah. no, it's not. It's not. So, yeah, those, those are the things I think about. I think, you know, uh, just to kind of go with the psalm for me, uh, when he goes, be angry and do not sin. And then he says, ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. That idea of pondering makes me think of just meditating, uh, to meditate. But then also look in verse five, he says, offer right sacrifices. Now, when I, when I hear that and I know the context, the cultural context of what's taking place, how did they worship? Well, a form of worship was offering sacrifices. And so there could be an alluding to offer right sacrifices, worship, and put your trust in the Lord. For me, when I get angry or get frustrated, I don't, I don't, I don't want people to, I don't want the listeners to think this man is just a ball of anger. Uh, he's going to punch a wall out or something. No, that's not at all. I, I'm not like that. I'm not some madman. I promise. Um, yeah, gut punch. Hey, hey. Hopefully, an episode coming this week. Uh, not not like that, though. I'm not that kind of person. Uh, but when I do get frustrated, I'll tell you, there's a few things for me. The best thing for me, though, is I go and I sit and I listen to worship music and I pray. I get alone with the Lord and I have to drown everything out. Um, and I think that's, that's what the psalmist is getting at, is to go and, and offer sacrifice, worship the Lord, and put your trust in it. Meditate. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Meditate. Because true meditation, when I think of meditation, I told the kids, it's not the Buddhist idea. But when when I think of meditation, I think of being silent and listening. That For me, I think about your message, meditating, when you added that application to meditate on the word. Yeah. Um, and what does the, James, uh, the book of James say the tongue is? Oh, dude. Tongue, the tongue is fire. That, that thing is fire. Forest fire coming out. So the psalm is saying, keep your mouth shut. That's right. That's good. <laughs> And your keyboard's silent. Hey, come on, Jesse. Dude, Jesse's got these little, truth bombs. Little plug for he next week. <laughs> yeah, allusion to next week. Um, so here we go. Six and seven. Moving on. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. I think about, uh, when I think about this verse, I hear, you ever heard that phrase, God is smiling upon us? Uh, the, uh, the idea of God, um, 
being delighted and, and looking upon us in delight. You have put more joy in my heart than they have with their grain and wine abound. In verse seven, I don't know why this one stuck out to me this morning, but verse seven stuck out to me, kind of like your Jonah, this stuck out to me. Um, you have put more joy in my heart. Now, we all three of us can agree there's a difference in joy and happiness, right? There's an abundance. Or, or, that's probably not the word, but there's a, a significant difference in joy and happiness. Now, what is the difference? Do we kind of know? This is one of them Alan Runner things that I've never forgotten when he told me. You're going to have to educate. You want me to edge, edge McKay time? Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so for me, happiness is more or less just like a base emotion. It's just there. And then joy is something that's always there no matter what. Oh, Jesse, you. Is that it? You tickle my ears. There's my <laughs> word again, tickle. I need to get rid of that one. Yeah, please. Um, it soothes the drum of my ear to hear this. That was pretty good. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, no. Uh, happiness is not everlasting. It's just temporal. But joy is everlasting. So when we say find joy in Christ, that means if our joy is in Christ, it is everlasting. He is satisfying always for the soul. Happiness is just like when Anna buys me a bag of coffee and I drink it and I go, oh, yeah, that's good. The next day I'm like, okay, that's happiness. Joy is like I'm drinking that coffee. I'm studying the word of the Lord. And Jesus reminds me of his truth. And I go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. But moving on. I think here, though, for me, you have put more joy in my heart. And then he adds this, then they have with their grain and wine abound. It makes me think of earthly pleasure. Because what is this significant of grain and wine abound? Wealth, right? Uh, when, uh, if it's abounding grain and wine, that is significant of wealth, just as multiple flocks and herds of cattle is significant of wealth. An abundance of food and wine is significant of wealth. Um, and so he's saying, but Lord, you have put more joy in my heart than these earthly pleasures. And that is my prayer today for me that uh, there are many you added. Did you say the statistic one of these past Sundays about how many have bought alcohol to drown out their sorrows? There's like the statistic through early this. On, uh, early on during the coronavirus, they said alcohol sales were They're like spiked. at a high. I don't know the yeah. exact number. Well, I mean, I shop in that little food line off of Columbia Road, and I just every time I go in there, it's just empty, the alcohol yeah. section. Yeah. And, so. and so, but... It, this has been my prayer today, and I pray as we continue through this thing that, Lord, I would find joy even in this time of distress, uh, because this has been, I, I don't know about you, uh, me and Jesse have talked a little bit, but I'm sure as far with you as well in preaching and teaching, this has been a spiritually trying time, emotionally a trying time, maybe physically, but for me, it's been mentally, spiritually, and emotionally a very trying time. And I know it has for our pastor, as he's told us, the pain of being away from his church family over the season. Um, but my prayer has been, Lord, help me to find my joy in you and nothing else of this world. And then we'll close out with verse 8, and then I'm going to let y'all, if y'all want to add anything. I'm talking way too much. Y'all just have to tell me to shut up. You're fine. I get rolling, man. I get excited. Uh, verse 8, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Um and so in peace, I will lie down and sleep. Um, it just reminds me of if I, my joy is in Christ, there's peace in Christ, and I can sleep in peace. Um, 
I think that's beautiful. And then for you alone, O Lord, O Lord in the Hebrew means um, Adonai, my Lord. Uh, it's a recognition of my personal, you are my personal Lord, make me dwell in safety. And what a way to end the psalm. A reminder that the Lord does bring peace and we can dwell in him and there is safety in him. Yeah, it, it, it's the peace that goes beyond understanding too. Yeah. I was reading uh, just in my study Bible, they think Psalm 4 is pretty much an extension of Psalm 3. Yeah. That David perhaps is on the run from Absalom. Right. And just to, to be able to have that confidence, even in a situation like that, is out of this world. So that's good. Yeah, no, I was reading that earlier too. Three and four kind of paired together like one and two are. They're both, um, both eight verses. So I don't know if that, is there any significance in that? Because a lot of folks think David might have written Psalm 119. Yeah. Which has eight verses in each section. So. Out of, from my curiosity, just from my curiosity, what are the other, if you have read this, who are the other people they believe that Psalm 119 might have been written by? Daniel, Daniel, Ezra, okay, Jeremiah, okay. I, I would have never guessed any of them. Yeah, well, you read like, like Charles, Charles Spurgeon, like he's dead set as David. Okay, yeah. And you read another commentator; they'll they're, they'll be dead set as Daniel. So that's why I just say the writer. I find so, that hilarious. You know, kind of like Hebrews. Some people are dead set it's Paul, but. You know, I, that was me in college. Not going to lie. I was dead set. It was Paul. And then I got shot down by a professor <laughs> shot down. I was like, well, who do you think it is? It can't be Paul based off of the literature analysis of it. Okay, that's fine. So I, w- I was looking up on the Bible hub. Do you ever use Bible hub? Oh yeah. Dude, Bible hub got me through college. Not going to yeah. lie. There's other ones out there, but I, that's the one I'm so used to. Yeah. It looks like it's straight up from Windows 95. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Does. But it... And sometimes it's slow like Windows 95. It's, it's very useful. But I've had some others introduce me to them. For some reason, I guess Christians, we just... We don't have guys like Jesse putting these websites together. So uh, that's that's why they look the way they do. But hmm. it seems like every single one, unless you're paying top dollar for something like Logos, yeah. Uh, it's going to look simple, but it does the job. So I was, um, it a hundred percent looks like that though. It is the cheesiest looking website, but it's actually really helpful. The app is 10 times worse than the website. I have the app and it, it like directs you to the website. It makes me so mad, but, um, I got to correct myself. I was looking up, I wanted to look up the Hebrew real quick of, uh, eight because I wanted to double check something for you. Oh Lord. It's actually using the, the personal name Yahweh. Um, sometimes like in Psalm eight, where it says, um, let me get that pulled back up. Oh Lord, our Lord it's Oh Yahweh Adonai. Um, but here, Oh Lord is referencing to Yahweh, the personal name, the God of Israel side note, uh, Yahweh. Do y'all understand what that me- name like means? Does anybody know what that name means? This blew my mind. Stephen Lawson, shout out to you. It's the, it's actually the pronunciation of the name they came right. up with out of reverence right. for God, but you, you're, you're fresher on this than me. So no, no, that something. you're adding there. Do you understand like what root word it comes from though? In the Hebrew, this was mind boggling. Remind us. So it comes from the Hebrew word that means to be Hayah. So it's, it's pointing to your self-existent God. 
you exist on your own. I am. I am. Yeah. And that's where that, I was like, James, you idiot. That should have made sense. But I was like, that's so amazing. So the name Yahweh is significant of God. You are on your own. I'm such a nerd. Okay. Uh, but I had to correct myself there. And then also I love to end Yashab is the Hebrew word there, meaning to sit and dwell. But also that's where we pull out the word Sabbath. So we can also add in to rest and dwell with the Lord. Um, and so just to end and close out with Psalm 4 this morning, may it encourage you. Um, as the Psalms have encouraged us, um, I, I think Malone has a love for the Psalms like I do. Um, I love the Psalms. I've, hey, bro, I got a shout out again. Been enjoying everything you've been bringing on Sunday mornings. It's good. Thank you, sir. The Lord has been working through you, brother. It's been, Yes. I'm telling you, man, here, I'm going to use my word that Jesse doesn't like, but you tickle my ear um, or you make the drum of my ear soothe. I'm going to bring you a thesaurus <laughs> next week. You want me to use something different? <laughs> something okay, that's different. fine. Bring me one. I want it right here. I don't here. need to tickle your ears. That's what false teachers Oh, do. no, you don't tickle my ear. You soothe the <laughs> okay. drum of my ear. All right. So, hey, May Psalm 4 encourage you. If this time has been a time of distress for you, brother or sister in the faith, be encouraged. The Lord has not walked out on his people. He is right there. There is joy abundantly in him and there is peace in him. So sleep easy tonight. Know who's in control. Cling to him. Call out to him. And we love you. Go in peace. We'll see you next time here on Coffee with Vern.